They are masters, absolute masters at spinning, spinning it, it around and convincing you why you are wrong and why all of the evidence you have is wrong and all the people who also see the same bad behaviors are skewed and wrong. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We are your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do with a narcissistic spouse. There it is. I always trip over that word. That's a hard one to say. Narcissistic. Narcissistic. Yeah, especially when you're saying narcissistic spouse. Man, you're good at it. I can't do it. I'm a therapist and I can't even say the word. Narcissistic spouse. (laughs) Here's the question for today. All right. This is written by a wife. How do you get a person to see that they have a narcissistic personality disorder and seek help? And this is written in a marriage forum, so I'm assuming she's talking about a husband. A husband, here. correct. Interesting. And this is actually a big question because uh, it's actually showing up more and more where one spouse or the other, this time we're going to be talking about a husband, has a personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder. It's not the only personality disorder out there, but it's a big one primarily for men. And how do you get him to recognize and admit that he has a narcissistic per- personality disorder? And then actually go and get help for it. Well, um, you're the expert in this area. <laughs> I'm bouncing okay. the ball back to your court. Perfect. This is probably one of the hardest situations to deal with because there is a personality disorder involved in the mix here. What makes personality disorders so difficult is the person's brain, the way they process information is skewed. And so they genuinely, honestly see things so differently than everyone else in the world. And you can't explain that they're seeing it differently because the brain that you're talking to, to try to get them to understand that is skewed. And so they will always filter information in through that skewed brain through that skewed personality and change or twist what is being said to fit what they already think and or believe. That's what makes personality disorders so difficult. And there is a general consensus or understanding that most personality disorders cannot be fixed. They can be managed to Mm -hmm. some level or another, but they cannot be cured. They cannot be fixed. You can't make them go away. And is that because the actual physical wiring in their brain is just different? Yes, it's physical wiring, and it can come out from genetics. It can come out from experiences, but predominantly it's a combination of both. You'll have a certain personality type that now goes through some pretty horrific things as a child, and because that personality type has been traumatized or hurt in those ways, the survival mechanisms wire their brain to survive by seeing the world differently. Hmm. For women, the predominant diagnoses of personality disorders is borderline. Majority, okay, 90% of women who have a personality disorder will be diagnosed borderline. Majority of men who are diagnosed personality disordered will be diagnosed narcissistic personality disorder. Hmm. Just kind of the statistics of personality disorders. They do kind of follow gender roles around some of that. Now, there can be some women who are narcissistic and there can be some men who are borderline. But predominantly, they are a male-female thing. And there's some blurred lines in there. Sure, Being able to get them accurately diagnosed is something that's really, really important and not always easy. Because... Someone who has a narcissistic personality disorder, by very nature, 
never believes they're wrong. <laughs> right. And never needs help. Exactly. And when you tell them that they're wrong and they need help, they are masters, absolute masters at spinning, spinning it around it. and convincing you why you are wrong. Exactly. And why all of the evidence you have is wrong. And all the people who also see the same bad behaviors are skewed and wrong. And they have a fantastic way of what is the word that I am looking for? People love them. Yes. They are very charming. They are charming. Very, that's the word. Very dynamic. To people who don't know them well. Yes, exactly. It's not until you get to know them very well. So this is family members. This is spouses. This is children. This is um, long-term business partners. People who now get to see the behind the curtain, see the inner world, who start to see, wait a second, everything that they do is pretty much motivated by self-interest. Right. What can they do to make themselves look as good as possible? And get as many people to do stuff for them to make their world easier or to technically to bolster their ego. Right. That's why it's so difficult for women who are in those relationships, because when they do ask for help or when they do talk to other people and say, what can I do? I need help. And then these people meet the spouse. They go, are you kidding me? This yeah. guy's great. And that's actually one of the bigger symptoms of narcissistic uh, dynamics in a relationship, which is the spouse who is seeing all these bad behaviors is not believed. Yes. And she starts to feel crazy. It's called crazy making. Yep. Gaslighting falls into this as well, where she knows something and he will flat out deny it and make her doubt herself so much that she starts to question her own sense of reality right. and perception. Yeah. And, and, and it takes a long time to start to unwire these things from this wife who's been treated this way. It is, it is really difficult and really, really painful. It, within my experience, most people who have a narcissistic personality disorder, if they are told there needs to be a self-diagnosis, and here's what that looks like. When I have someone sitting in my office and I suspect them of that, I would go, I have this criteria right here. Can we go through this criteria? I don't tell them what it's a criterion for, mm -hmm. but here are some things. And tell me how many of these things that you see kind of playing out within yourself. I will just read through the diagnostic criteria. And sometimes they'll go, yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. Nope, that one's not me. Yep, this one's me. I go, hmm, you meet most of these. Would you be interested to know what these are criterion for? That's a good way to do it because they don't have their defensive brain on. They mm -hmm. don't already know how to answer the question yeah. to to be defensive against it yes yeah, or to, to negate to circumvent it yes exactly and so once i just say this is the diagnostic criteria for narcissistic personality disorder what do you think usually they go no that's not me <laughs> even though they've just right. ticked all the boxes and then i go that's fine i would love for you to get a second opinion i love for you to do your own research go google it go read all you want about it I never try to convince them. My job is not to say, you absolutely have this. And uh, my job is to make you admit it, is to make you believe me. Right. You'll lose that battle every time because you're triggering their defensive brain. You're triggering their right. survival brain. Now, I haven't had to do this very much. And that's simply because most people who are narcissistic don't seek out help because they don't think that they need help. Right. And getting them to seek help is incredibly difficult. And usually when they do seek help, it's because they're coming in with their spouse and trying to fix their spouse, their spouse trying exactly. to fix the wife. And it's the therapist who goes, hmm, there's actually some other dynamics going on here. Would you like to know what some of those are? And when you try to point that out to the husband who has this personality disorder, they become very defensive. And what I have seen over and over and over again is they will typically just 
stop seeing that counselor yep. and move on to another counselor. Another one. Yeah. I've been that other counselor multiple times. And when I suspect this, I usually say, I would love to have a release of information so I can talk to your previous counselor just because I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you guys to have to repeat stuff and they can just give me some information. We can kind of get caught up really fast. Oftentimes they'll say, nope, you can't talk to the last counselor or they'll stop seeing me because they will typically go and find another therapist that they can manipulate, that they can overpower or charm in some way and get them to believe the story that they're telling in their head and make the wife the bad guy. Right. It is an incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult personality disorder to address and deal with. Typically, the best way to deal with it is boundaries, not agreement. So the question here is, how do I get him to admit that he has narcissistic personality disorder and seek help? Right. Those are two things that you might not ever get to do. Correct. But if you are sure that he has that, if he's been diagnosed as that, if all your other friends and neighbors and relatives see that then boundaries you need to start putting up boundaries and see what happens when he has when those boundaries are in place and then even if he agrees or doesn't agree it doesn't matter you need to do what's right you need to do what is healthy and appropriate for the situation that you are in so that you can keep your sanity so that you can survive so would there be benefit then into this woman actually seeing a counselor or therapist on her own just for the support absolutely absolutely very, very important. Not not necessarily because she's got something wrong with her, but because she just needs the support to be able to work through how to yeah. handle him or for the tools and, and to be successful in that. So another difficult or painful reality is a lot of men who are narcissistic have a masterful ability to pick women who have poor boundaries, Yes. who are afraid to stand up for themselves or who are so afraid of losing a relationship that they tend to have their boundaries crossed over and yes. over and over again. They will pick women who won't challenge them. Isn't that interesting that they know how to do that? Their dysfunction lines up perfectly with the wife's dysfunction. Yes. At first, those are incredibly passionate, incredibly vigorous marriages. Yes until these core issues start to come out, then it becomes incredibly painful, incredibly difficult to tolerate for a long-term relationship. What I've seen in the people that I know that have been married to narcissistic men is when the wife starts to change and grow and get healthy, that tips the scales and that's when the nasty narcissist shows up. Yes, very much so. The, if you leave me, I will ruin you. I will Mm -hmm. destroy you. Uh, I will take everything from you. Well, not only that. Which is threatening her safety and security. Right. But not only that, but that ability to twist and turn things and make you doubt. So as you're starting to change and grow and trust yourself and trust your gut, they turn on that piece that really, really starts to make you question and doubt yourself. So it really gets in the way of your own personal growth as well. Very much so. Very much so. It is, again, it's not an easy thing to deal with. Occasionally. Very rare. One in a thousand. The husband will admit, yes, I have narcissistic tendencies. Yes, I need to get help. And yes, I will allow myself to be held accountable by some other person outside of myself. Right. That is a very rare, but it can happen. It can so happen. Yeah. We don't want to paint these people as completely irredeemable. But it is harder. Right. It is well, and, it, harder. and I would assume that it depends, too, on the level of narcissisticness. Yes. Is there, it is, is, a, is it there is levels? A spectrum. It is a spectrum. Okay. You can be a little narcissistic or you can be dangerously narcissistic. 
hopefully this answers some of the questions for this person who uh, wrote this question for us. Stop wasting your time trying to get him to admit it. Be confident within yourself if you're seeing these tendencies. There are criteria for narcissism, so go look those up. Okay, find out what the criterion are because selfishness isn't narcissism. No. It just it's not the case. And a lack of ability to know how to be empathetic is not narcissism. Is not narcissistic. We all struggle with empathy and we all struggle with selfishness. Those are just typical survival things that happen in our brain. Narcissism has a very specific criterion that they need to tick all the boxes in or most of the boxes in so that an accurate diagnosis can be made and a person who's qualified would have to make that diagnosis. That's why we have a mental health system right. so that not everyone is just out there diagnosing people. So just be aware of terminology here. I want to make sure that I'm covering my butt as a professional yes. here. Um, I never diagnose anybody I've never met. That's impossible to do. I need to actually sit with them and see them. So I never do a diagnosis for someone I've never met. But I can talk, you know, about situations that I've been in and I have seen narcissists clearly and the struggle that they have. Yeah. I would also suggest that they fall under one of the categories of the secure marriage framework, which is grace. They have still been created in God's image. They still are wounded people and they still deserve to be treated respectfully and appropriately. Just because they can be incredibly hurtful towards other people does not mean we have permission to treat them poorly as well. Right. That's just the very nature of grace. Yep. They have inherent value like every other human being on the planet does. And trying to hurt and or destroy them is not productive. It uh, does not make the world a better place. Right. So uh, this is an important topic because it's starting to show up more and more. There are a lot of marriages that personality disorders genuinely affect them. And right. it is a handicap that has to be incorporated uh, into the process of making a marriage better. A lot of the standard basic skills of good healthy marriages and relationships don't work when someone has a personality disorder and right. so you have to factor in that handicap yes again if you're if you were blind i don't throw you the car keys and say <laughs> you drive no we have to factor in that handicap the house is laid out differently we have certain things in place to make it functional for you and me and we now incorporate that into our marriage. Right. So, and you don't have the expectation that I'm going to drive us no, everywhere. Exactly. You, and so you, it, we change expectations and the reality of the relationship. Yes. So. Exactly. Anyway, good topic. Good yeah. question. Um, I'm imagining this might spur some questions. If you are struggling with this, who those who are listening right now, and you're going, man, I got more questions. You're welcome to email us, paul at securemarriage.com. Again, I don't diagnose anybody I've never met, but I'd be glad to answer questions you might have, point you in the right direction for some resources if yep. necessary. Our yeah. goal here is to not diagnose people, but to provide tools and resources that we know work and make better relationships. Yes, the best exactly. tools we have are available on securemarriage.com. We have a little quiz that you can do an assessment for your marriage. We have an online workshop that is available for those who want to start working on their marriage, whether you want to do that together as a couple or even just by yourself because your spouse isn't quite ready to take the dive yet, that's available. And it's easy, short little videos to watch, but it is super good content. And it's the exact same stuff that I have worked with a lot of couples and a lot of individuals who struggle with this. And so all of this content that's on these videos and this online workshop comes straight out of what I've found work best for couples to get them the biggest bang for their buck. And... and what's worked in our marriage. 
more importantly. It has been practiced and yeah. practiced and practiced in our marriage as well. Yes, absolutely. Here's one more thing. Yes. We should have talked about this before. What should we have talked about? Uh, my third book is coming out. Oh, that's right. I've written a third book here. I've written the first book called What a Wife Really Wants. Second book is actually a book on codependency. The second book's a companion to an audio program I have called the Codependency Project. So if you struggle from codependency, there's actually some information on our website about that as well. Thirdly is a book for husbands. It's called Husband 101. It's the lessons that you've never been taught as a man on how to be a good husband. And the chapters are like a paragraph long each. They're very short, very quick, very down and dirty. We don't need to have any fluff in there. These are just the things that work in a relationship. My wife has written a beautiful forward to the book and it's just about ready to be released. So if you would like information on how to get that and you said, hey, this might be helpful for somebody I know, email us, Paul or Shannon at securemarriage.com and we'll get you some information, but it'll be out on Amazon sooner rather than later. Anyway, other than that, thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next time. Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>